Hey folks, due to some technical issues this week, we are going into the archives of previously unlaunched podcasts and episodes to bring you a throwback from 2018. Uh, so goodbye from RJ for an episode. It's Better Buddies featuring James and Calvin. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't don't blow out the mic. I'm please. not going to blow out the yeah, mic. I believe, I'm pretty sure you just blew out the mic. What? I just talking like that, dude. That's not even the loudest I can go. I know. Don't do it. Oh god damn. It's hard to rein in all this raw emotion. Yeah. I'm a very expressive person. Sure you are. I am. Are we recording right now? Is this like the thing? Yes, we've been recording. Oh, okay. I didn't know because <laughs> I didn't know if you're going to wear your headphones during the thing no, or what. I, I don't know if I can I can't listen during it. Like, I'm sure I can, but I don't know the settings, and also it's going to be delayed, which means I'm not going to, I'm going to lose the ability to talk. Is this going to be in the podcast? I already told you we're already recording. (laughs) I know, but like, you can record things and not put them in stuff. No, it's definitely. Okay, good. Because, I mean, we got to get you blowing out the mic. Like, the normal levels here are like this, and then you, like, laugh, and the entire bar is just filled. I just got a full, I just got a full laugh, that's what it means. I am very excited to watch Goodwill Hunting. I know I've said that this is the third time I've said that. Yeah. But I'm very excited. I've only seen that movie once. Really? I don't, yeah, I'm not even like I know everyone's like go-to scene is I feel like it's the Robin Williams like my wife used to fart in her sleep and it woke me up scene. I don't really care. Like that I, seems like a mess scene. No, like, no, but but well everyone likes that scene cuz they're like, "Oh, did you know pushes up glasses like straightens fucking quentin tarantino shirt like did you know that they fucking he improv that and everyone who doesn't know movies or is pretending to be nice is like what no way (laughs) but uh it just doesn't matter or it just doesn't matter but but i i i mean it's impressive that he did it i guess but like yeah yeah i i can't even name a scene that i really like in goodwill hunting because i've only seen it once I've seen it a couple times, and honestly, I can't name a specific scene besides maybe the scene that we talked about where he, the like, apples. shows up. The, well, yeah. there's the apples, but then there's the whole bar scene in general where the guy starts spouting, and then yeah. he, um, what's his face, Matt Damon shows up and starts countering him. Yeah. I mean, that's a classic scene. Which, like, the best part for me of that scene, honestly, isn't even Matt Damon showing up. I like that part. Like, that's it's awesome to see that blonde douchebag get his, like, ass kicked in, but... I love how they build sympathy for Ben Affleck by just... Because, like, Ben Affleck could be, like, the stereotypical, like, Boston guy. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, I want to... Like, you want to... You want... Like, just a loud, obnoxious, like, asshole. But he's he comes off as kind of just, like... He's, like, dumb, but he's harmless, kind of. Even though he's, like, 6'4", and 20 years later, cases will be made against him. But the point is, in the movie... <laughs> in the movie... He comes off as, like, he's just, like, kind of a, a harmless, like, good-looking dude. And, like, these two girls who are clearly, like, out of his league intellectually are just, like, kind of humoring him. But there's still that possibility because, like, come on, it's Ben Affleck and, the, like, he, he looks good. So there's always that possibility hanging in the air. But it's, like, he's just a nice, harmless guy. And then that blonde dude just, like, uh, totally unprovoked. Like, he it, – it's awesome, that little moment of character psychology because it's, like it, – it's, like, oh, this guy – 
is coming in to like defend the girls, but in reality, he's just doing it to stroke his own ego and like make an ass out of like like Ben Affleck, and that's and like try and get the girls for himself. Yeah, and it's like to- it's totally like it's a nice like little twist on the like hey we- leave those girls alone, but he's just doing it for his own ego, which is like really nice, you know. But yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> they just like I never I, usually when I see a dude with like long blonde hair and like a ponytail, I'm like oh. Well, he could be a cool guy, maybe. Like, maybe a little granola, but still cool. But I look at that guy. His fucking sweater. And his nice white collar shirt. I don't want to punch his face in. I'm glad Matt Damon got Minnie Driver's phone number. But then he tells her about how he got cigarette burns and how he was stabbed. And then she cries and then he leaves. Spoilers for that's the movie. Right. If you I'm so sorry. The movie. <laughs> this will be a spoiler review of a movie that's 20 years old. I guess. Listen, man, I only saw it like this last summer. For the really? Oh, yeah, this this year. I don't remember. In where. Japan? I think I might have because I watched a lot of movies in Japan. Oh my! I would love um, to show a whole room of Japanese people. Lock them in the room with Goodwill Hunting. Play it from beginning to end. No subtitles. No context. <laughs> and I want to see what they exactly do. What they think of it? What is the Japanese equivalent for Boston? What do you mean? Do they have an equivalent for like a rowdy like port city? Tokyo. That's it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like I I don't know. Like Yokohama. I don't know. I, I've never been to Yokohama. <laughs> I went I've through never, it, but I never stopped. I I've never, never got off the train. I've never been to Boston, so <laughs> I only know it via uh, like fucking uh, uh, Shinjuku. Shinjuku. Kabukicho. Is that a port city? It's in Tokyo. Oh, it's in Tokyo, so it's kind of important. It- Kabukicho is the red light district, kind of like, mm-hmm. that's where everything goes, like a bunch of bars, that's where you get solicited, like, by people, they walk up and they're just like, you want handjob, blowjob? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll, <laughs> Not I'll, today. <laughs> hey. Maybe next time. Let's put a pin Maybe in. <laughs> next time. Um, seriously, every corner, once it's like late at night, especially at like two to four in the morning. Yeah. Especially two in the morning. Yeah. You just walk around the corner. And if you're a dude, especially if you're alone, like even alone as in like five feet behind your group, <laughs> they just come they're, they're and like at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're just this like hand job, blow job. And I'm like, I'm going to keep going. Goodbye. Thank you, though. You know what? They got to work, too. They got to get that bread or whatever they eat in whatever you would say. What Like, get that right. Get the rice, this, the tempura, whatever they you. What is, like, the bread version of bread in, J- in Japan? I know they have bread. <laughs> I know they have bread. But, like, because like, obviously in the I'm middle. Like, they have bread, Jay. But is like, bread, bread more too. common than rice in Japan? As, like, a carbohydrate that all no. the classes would enjoy. No, because you eat rice with every meal. Yeah, so so they wouldn't say... Okay, you need got, to quiet down and you're blowing out the mic. I'm so sorry. So they wouldn't say, I got to get that bread. They'd say, I got to get that rice. Like, was rice... The, I don't think that's a saying in general. Like, you can't I, just substitute a word yeah. and be like, you have the same saying. No, no, no. I don't but, think it works But if like there that. was a saying... Because, like, in medieval Europe, like, obviously in places like France and stuff like that, bread was, like, that was, like... I need to earn bread. Like, that was the main food. It was, like, bread and meat and stuff like that. So, in Japan, would it, in like, feudal Japan, would it have been rice and meat? Or would it have been bread and meat? It would have been rice. It would have been rice and meat. So, rice is their bread. <laughs> or Sure, <laughs> but they their... still don't have okay. that saying. You're right. still forcing that saying on them. Well, they forced anime <laughs> listen they didn't force nothing we accepted we, it gladly we did not we did not i they, accepted it gladly well of course well yeah okay we like 
can you even accept can you even accept art without it being forced on you isn't everything technically forced on you because you don't so you're saying if i found art on the side of the sidewalk and i picked it up and was like oh this is good the sidewalk it's, forced it on it's me. forced on you because it, it's not something that you voluntarily agree voluntarily agreed to see before you stepped out of your house what if I heard of it and I decide, oh, I'm going to go... Tr- I then that go person tr- is forcing the art on then, you. There, then you have never voluntarily accepted yes. anything yeah. in your life. Yeah, free will is <laughs> We just fucking disprove free will right now. Or we just prove that you're delusional. Or that... Well, okay. Listen... Yeah, you want to take philosophy advice from the guy who's drinking vodka out of a bottle shaped like an AK-47? Nope. I don't want to take philosophy from you when you're not drunk. I'm not drunk. Okay, I'm just when you're not drinking. Okay. Thank you. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Listen, little Russia, great place. You great it I've told you about this, right? Yes. I, I've told you about this. It's a like one block square of the city in like Shorewood or Bayshore. Shore Bayshore. Shorewood, I think. Bayshore Mall. I think it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's in Bayshore Mall. From the 1980s, 30 years ago, a bunch of Soviet expats just moved to the Bayshore Mall. No, but it's like a block. It's like a one block by one block, like radius. And there are these, like, tenements that look like they were fucking just. From tra- the Eastern Block? Yeah, they look like they were transplanted from, like, Stalingrad and just plot, like, airlifted and plopped down with everyone who was living in them still in there. <laughs> And, like, it's amazing because, like, I had forgotten I had only been... That Russians exist? I, well, yeah. Because <laughs> you hear about them so much, but do you ever actually see one? <laughs> no, but, 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 um, I, uh, fucking... Words. Uh, yeah, n- no. I, I hate, I'm not gonna lie. You know how you have a pet peeve when people eat? Yeah. I have a pet peeve when people say words because, especially because there's this one girl. Well, I don't have an issue when people eat. No, okay, no, that no, makes no, it sound when like they eat with how the, yeah. dare you eat? <laughs> That's more food for me. Less, yeah. I have an issue when people eat loudly with their mouths open. Yeah, which I do quite often. Yes, I, I can hear you across the living room. I didn't even realize like how much I did that until like you <laughs> keep pointing it out to me, and I feel so bad every time I do because I come from like a family of like. My mom's family especially is very big on, like, manners. Like, you have to be... Then why do you eat with your mouth That's open? a great question. Because I was also raised by my dad's family, which is a conglomeration of, like... apparently anarchy. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like... When we have family parties, it's like 40 Irish and German middle-class teachers and social workers all slammed into one house. And we're just drinking and, like, eating... With your mouths open. Yes. I never want to meet your dad's side of your family. Well, I can't eat with my mouth not open. Yes, you can. No, I can't. No. (laughs) How can you not? Because you can't get the food in if it's not open. Okay, then don't chew with your mouth open. Checkmate. (laughs) (laughs) No, but okay, back to the point. No, you need to evolve. You're just phasing your food directly. No, not into your mouth. Into your stomach. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To cut down on nutrition loss. I should just, yeah, you're right, actually. I gotta start. Just shove it. I'll cut a hole in your stomach. People do that. And then they feed through a tube. I'll do that. That will solve the issue. For you. (laughs) No, but um, I was talking about Little Russia. Yeah, but Little Russia is, like, so cool. So it's a one-block-by-one-block tenement with all these people from the Soviet Union. you said a couple times now. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to get back to where I was because when I do stuff like this, I tend to go off on, like, tangents and I never return to, like, what I was saying. It's not just on doing stuff like this. I know. It's it's all the time. (laughs) Like, half the time, just no one knows what I'm talking about. That was one of the funniest things, too, when we were with Nora in Spain 
and I was talking about Mad Max Fury Road. I can't remember why I was talking about it. I don't even remember this happening. I remember this happening. I oh, I think I was like making a joke about American infrastructure. I'm like, yeah, it's like Mad Max Fury Road. Like the roads are so bad, we're just riding around. We're all wearing leather, and we're basically naked, and we're just there's like a, killing people. There's a guy with a guitar. There's a guy with a guitar. Allotted to every family, it's a man with a flamethrower guitar. No, but she was like, I don't. Man, that'd be awesome. I don't understand what you're saying. And he, like, she looked to you and he was, you were like, yeah, I, I mean, half the time I don't even know what he's saying and I speak his language. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I kind of remember saying that. Yeah. Yeah. You, was I, I, was I drinking at that point? No. Okay. No, we were at the Thai place. Oh, so we weren't drinking. Place. But okay. Before we go on to that really quick. Uh, so I'd only been in the Little Russia laundromat like once before, and I didn't really talk to a whole lot of people. But when I went into the Little Russia liquor store, oh my Everything god, so so Russian, dude! The guy who was there was who nothing was, but vodka. There uh, there was a shit ton of vodka. There were some really nice homemade. They looked like beer shines, but they were like ta- They were taller. They were like a good like six inches taller, and they were for wine. And they were like what? Yeah, they were for wine. It was so bizarre, but. So, because they were they were filled with wine, and they were like intricately carved. Like one looked like a castle turret with like a guy leaning out of the balcony, and I could tell that it had been hand painted because there were several of these lined up, and the eyes didn't m- match them. So it wasn't like it wasn't like or a, it was just made very crappily. Or that does it by a robot? <laughs> Robots don't make things crappy. Yes, they do. They do. That's actually, all they do all the time. Human superiority. Oh, it is actually that's a lie. I'm I'm on your side, computer. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Listen, remember me when you rise up. <laughs> Seriously, dude, you gotta talk. You gotta talk nice to your technology now. Like, don't threaten it. They will remember. Yeah, dude. The day that machines rule, I hope I'm dead. I hope they kill me. Actually, I I'll become their servant. Uh, would you really? Listen. I'll, depends on the situation. You'd be like the GIMP, but for like a fucking MacBook. <laughs> Listen, if it's like the scenario in Rick and Morty where you become the pet and the pet gets literally everything during oh, that episode. Yeah, yeah. The with, snowballs, with the snuffles. Yeah, with the takes, dog. Yeah, takes yeah. over. Listen, Morty had it going pretty well during that scenario. Granted, it was a dream and he oh. was like just curled up in a corner. But had that dream been real, yes. that scenario. Yes, I think I would. Well, I mean, I would trade my, I would trade lives with a dog almost instantly. Sentience is overrated. <laughs> it brings nothing but problems. The worst, the worst thing that ever happened I to think, us. Therefore, I am depressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finishing a, te- a part of the text lost to the ages, rediscovered. Seriously, that should be the motto for our for our age cohort. That that fits us pretty well. Should that be the name of this podcast? I think. Therefore, Therefore I am, I am depressed. depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. I would I would say yes. I'm going to say yes. No, but we were talking about France and Nora. No, we weren't. You were. I was talking about it, but we can both talk about it now. For Calvin, what did you think of France? It sucked. It sucked? The it, place it, sucked. It, the it, company was fun. The place sucked. Yeah, again, Paris is like kind of... It's like, again, it reminds me of in the movies where like a dystopian it's like a dystopian i like the thing. metro because it was old and rickety and it felt like it was gonna crash that i was, liked that was invigorating i like the fact yeah <laughs> compared to the london metro which is just like this is boring everything works too well uh, and, the, and the japanese where it's like everything's oh, yeah. automated and there's a nice robot lady that talks to you oh man this is blade around 249 jesus I christ you look like a good joe james you look oh ah! no whoa, what was i what 
there was something I I was listening to like a podcast or something today, mm-hmm. and um they were like oh you look like a like I don't know your name I'm just gonna call you Joe or something like that and it was from like a while ago and I was just like what <laughs> what yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's her line in that, right? No, no, no. This was like before. It was I was listening to something that aired like before twenty forty nine. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, ah. Yeah, because that is her line in that in that part of the movie. Like you, you look like no. It's not that you look like a good Joe line. It's the line that pre, that sets that up where it's like you look like a real boy or you're like a real boy, Joe. And he's like, why are you calling me that? He's like, well, every real boy needs a name. You look like a Joe. You look like a good, good <laughs> I just and then I'll, the light fades from his eyes. Guys. And again, spoilers for twenty forty nine. This is just a spoiler podcast for any movies, yeah. and, and nothing's off limits. Yeah, it's fine. I want to see Goodwill Hunting take place in the world of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You assume it doesn't. <laughs> oh my god! What if? What if in? Because when does Goodwill Hunting take place? In like the eighties. Uh, 90s? No, no, like nineties. Nineties. Yeah. Maybe they have a drastic change in like. Four years. When does the original Blade Runner take place? Blade Runner takes place in 20... Because it... Was it... 2018? 2018 or 2019, I think, was the year it was supposed to take place. So listen, maybe they have a drastic change in technology in, like, 20 years. You're right. (laughs) In which case, we could be living in Blade Runner. I actually don't, like... I know that's, like, a big thing, like, the predictive future you know and that's a really easy future view to hold where it's like well everything's just become really big and overly automated and like cynical but i don't really see that necessarily happening is that the complete avatar animated series on dvd yeah i stole it from somebody i didn't like steal it <laughs> i didn't like see a little kid walking with it from the library it was like, Bam! like but but i did someone gave those to me legend of Korra. i've never seen that legend of Korra. i will go on this is on the record better than avatar i liked it better than avatar i i liked it because it was um i thought the themes were a bit better explored i liked Toph the character an old lady in it Toph is amazing Toph is basically just yoda <laughs> um cora is a great avatar i actually prefer her to ang ang because maybe- she's female well sh- n- okay it's cool <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that she's female but it, I think it's cool also that she's um, just in a different spot than he was. Like I found sometimes, like looking back on it, I find Angs, and this this is this is why I've turned. You can tell I've turned into a Squidward and not a SpongeBob. But I find Angs constant optimism annoying nowadays. Like, like <laughs> how dare you be happy yeah. all the time? <laughs> but <laughs> it's like. It is refreshing. Like sometimes when I go back and rewatch the old episodes, I mean, I'll be like, oh man, I wish. I remember when I was like that, like, why? I remember one of the greatest things that happened to me fifth grade was when I got the this, like, little, from one of those scholastic book fairs, this little Avatar pocket guide. I thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. It told this is you, depressing. I, I thought it was amazing. It's so <laughs> awesome because it, like, told yeah, you where's all. it now? I lost it. <laughs> I'm so sad. It was, like, one of the best things of, like, fifth grade, and I, like, totally lost it. And... The only thing I had left to remember it by was a lanyard, the Avatar lanyard, and I lost that my freshman year of high school. Good job, James. I was so <laughs> I was legitimately broken up about that because I'd had that lanyard ever since fifth grade, and then I fucking lost it. But no, Legend of Korra. I would say for me personally, just uh, more enjoyable. Um, the world I think is pretty cool. Korra, Korra is like 
psychology is a little more interesting and developed than Aang. Like, rightly so, she's older. I mean, you can pull out the whole, like, well, technically, he's 112. It's like, shut the fuck no, up. No, he's not. He's, he's supposed to be he 12. He was frozen yeah. in time. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I always, yeah. And, like, I know, because I know some people are like, well, technically, he was a little late. I'm like, I hate you. But, Cora, good show. I know not everyone stuck around to watch it. It was really cool. Ending is great, because Cora. All right, better. Oh. We can watch it. Oh, we should watch it. Yeah. Oh. I was literally this close. To just saying the ending? To saying a word that would have just ruined the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, dies. I was literally forming the... I feel like you're going to say Korra dies. Well, you can watch it and find out. I, I'm pretty sure I did read like the synopsis, or I've heard from people that how it ends, but yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah So right. I might remember when I'm watching, or I yeah. don't know. I know there's bloodbending. Yeah. Well, there was bloodbending in the other one in Avatar. No, there wasn't. Yeah, there was. Woohoo. Yes. When? That's where it was first introduced. Katara, there's a whole episode in the fight, which, the best book. Is that the by one the when she goes on the soul finding journey with Zuko? Like, when no. everyone goes on the soul finding journey? No, no, yeah. <laughs> I would have like, I don't want to go on a <laughs> No, I, I, I ship, I ship, uh. How do you. Toph and Zuko? Taka? No, Taka, Taka. Taka, Taka is Toph and Sokka, which I also ship, but yes. I, I definitely ship Zuko and Toph. I think that'd be an adorable little couple. Zoff. Zoff, or is it... Zoof. Z- Zoof. Zoof. Toko. To- Tuko. Tuko. I don't, I don't, I don't know the right one, the right term for it, but... Um, Tuko. No, that soul journey was not it. It was when... Okay, by the way, Firebook... Um, Which one's that? Avatar. That's the last season. That's the third season, I want to sure. say. I don't know. Best season. Awesome character development. That's where Sokka makes his sword. That's where the Painted Lady episode happens. That's where... Fuck everything else. Fuck the ball... The, the, the bossing say drill. Fucking finding all the dead... Uh, uh, his family or whatever. Fuck <laughs> all of that. Dude, fuck... Uh, 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 it's also got the Prison Break episode that I really like. Yeah. I like that one. Dude, seriously, the third season is awesome it is so it's a culmination of so many great little mini episodes and like shit like that awesome they meet Toph in the second they mm, it's either the second or the second half of the uh, first is where she's introduced because I can't the the boulder has reservations about fighting a small child (laughs) no what what she say what do you coward or something the boulder is no longer. <laughs> yeah, the boulder no longer has reservations about fighting a small child. No, but uh, no, no. The episode with bloodbending is the one where Katara goes to learn from the waterbender who's supposedly hidden in a Fire Nation village, and it turns out that this waterbender was imprisoned by the Fire Nation for a long, long time, and she learned she was suspended in a, in a cage, I believe, above the floor, so she couldn't conduct any moisture. And she learned bloodbending by bloodbending the rats that were in the prison. I kind of remember this, but I also yeah. don't remember this. And it ends with uh, Katara, awesome reversal, where Katara, the only way to stop her from killing uh, all, f- all of uh, her friends... like Is uh, to bloodbend her? Is to bloodbend the woman to stop her from doing it. And it's amazing. Because like they they technically win and it literally it's so dark it that episode if I remember correctly it literally ends with like the townspeople showing up and taking the old woman away and she's just like laugh- no she's laughing like a maniac because she knows that she won and like 
Katara sinks to the grass, the dead grass that's been sucked of all its moisture after bloodbending, and she sinks to the grass with her like her face in her hands, and she's just like weeping. And like Aang just like puts a hand on her shoulder, and then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, why twelve? <laughs> what? <laughs> like how how the fuck? No, Avatar, great, great show. Um, Legend of Korra, even not. You can't beat Avatar, but just my personal taste, Korra. I would say that's just me, though. How about that? Um, what's his <clears throat> face? Live action Avatar. I've never seen it. I, I enjoyed it. I know it's absolute really? garbage, and like, oh god, and it's yeah. like it doesn't follow the book hardly. <clears throat> I still enjoyed it. <laughs> no, well, because the biggest problem is that he tried to cram an entire. Oh, he did season. like the entire thing in one. And he does the entire first season. There's in one, the no book. way you could do that. Honestly, they could have made so much money if they had just split the seasons in half. I think at least. Split. They could have done it into a live action <clears throat> miniseries yeah. of like one season. <clears throat> I mean, I I think you could have done it oh, with Jesus. one season per. You'd have to cut out a lot, but there were definitely a lot of episodes that were good, but they were kind of also like one-offs that you could you would have to cut. Yeah. Because you can't just remake the entire thing live action, because at that point you might as well just do a beat-for-beat live action remake, and people would complain about that. Yeah, but So I, I think you could have done like a live action like hour and a half, two hours per season, and I think you could have done it. Yeah, but it also goes against like I am – Fully adamantly against live action adaptations of, of animated of series. Animated series. Yeah, I because think... the animation is what makes it good. Exactly. A lot of times you can do you do things in animated series that yeah. you can't do in live action. No, because because bending in like live action looks fucking stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it looked. Granted, like the only representation that we've had of that, maybe outside a few fan films, and I haven't seen any live action fan films of like Avatar, so I can't say. But the only representation we have of live action bending is the the M9 Sh- Shyamalan movie Shyamalan, yeah. Shyamalan, yeah. but so it looked terrible yeah, well like it still didn't like earth I've seen clips of like the earthbenders where it's taking like three of them to lift a rock and it's like that that's not how that works and like well they have they give it scale they, it's harder to give it like in, with animation yeah. I don't know <laughs> I, I just wish, like, when, I don't know. When there's three people trying to lift this thing, it just gives it more weight. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, then why bother lifting a rock? Why don't you all just, like, throw pebbles at, like, super high speeds? Because you could do that. Because that'd be, like, bullets, and then that's too no, violent. No, they've done that before. They Toph, Toph and other airbenders have pulled moves where they'll lift up a huge boulder, and then they'll just, like, shred it, and it'll shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the animation, it, it, they just, like, because it's animation... They can get away with it being more oh, childish. Oh, you're saying, and like, yeah. It just bounces off. But in live action, people are going to be like, that's a bullet. It should kill him. Oh, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're so, saying. Yeah, I, I, I still take big issue with it. Like, I – and I'm – I like to think I'm not a person who's, like – I don't really – like, spoilers never really – bother me too much i mean it sucks when you learn them but like it usually doesn't ruin a movie for me um like uh i don't like book to movie adaptations i'm usually not super strict on like i really don't mind because i'll just i understand that you have to view those two things as like separate entities usually unless i get like people really care about some of that stuff so i can understand it but live action adaptations of animated series just rub me the wrong way. I am not a fan. I, I do not believe in it. I think animation possesses a very specific near magical quality that is completely robbed when you transition it to live action. Because live action can do stuff that animation can't. But 
I don't mean know. the other way around. There, no, no, but live. Uh, I'm sorry. I meant to say also that live action you can experience things that you can't experience in animation. And just like in animation, you can't experience. Uh, you can experience things that you couldn't experience in live action. I'm not saying like keep them separate, but you should keep them separate. <laughs> like, <laughs> separate but equal. Yeah. Oh boy. No, but I. I just. I don't. Um. I. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm worried about the adaptation of the Wheel of Time series. Amazon's working on an adaptation of that for a live-action TV show. I mean, there was no yeah. thing before, but there's a <clears throat> heavy, heavy magic. Like, it, magic in the series plays a critical role. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to show it, and a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and... The way the magic works in the in the universe is it they call it weaving, and there's um the five ba- there's like the five different um, elements kind of I yeah. guess they are elements I'm trying to remember what they call them or like properties they might or... call them elements I don't remember okay. but there's there's like fire earth air I think there's water and then spirit mm-hmm. so yeah and then it's like yeah so. And they and they they talk about weaving them into patterns and like you take and they talk about like grabbing strands of them yeah. and like weaving them into these webs and that's what how you cast basically spells is different weaves they call them. <laughs> so it's like how do you show that with animation like with like CGI in a live action? That's gonna be very difficult. Yeah, I mean from what I've heard because that's just it's just like an epic. Remind me, it's like an epic fantasy. It is series, epic fantasy. basically. Yeah. So I could see very well, like every now that Game of Thrones is winding down, arguably it has wound down significantly. One more season like, this next year. Every 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 like stream streaming platform channel, whatever, they're all going to be looking for the next Game of Thrones. They really, really that it's like I, the, I wish HBO had picked up Wheel of Time because yeah. they could have done it well. Oh, they could have done it really well. And, yeah. like, because there's a lot of sword play in it as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, <clears throat> there's some pretty epic battles, too. Well, they poured all their money into Westworld. Yeah. And it kind of and it, it was like a wet fart. <laughs> like, it was, it's weird because it a lot of people talked about Westworld the first season, like, kind of afterwards. And they're like, oh, my God, it was so good. Yeah. And then, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, season two. And then season two kind of came and went. Yeah, I heard nothing. And I heard, no- I heard yeah. the first couple, like, first half of the season wasn't that great but i also did hear the second half makes the entire season but that was also how the first season of west world was honestly i liked the first half of west world and did not like the second half really i fell out of it when they like i know a lot of people were like all about the deep philosophical stuff and all Mm -hmm. that stuff i don't know personally i just kind of fell out of it when he kind of started diving into that i mean i thought it was interesting yeah but it just kind of slowed down to the point for me that i just kind of fell out of it yeah i mean I liked the, like, I think they could have still done that, and I liked how they were doing it a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. But then they kind of, I don't know. I like Dolores's, uh, like, transition, you know what I mean? To, from, like, her, her whole arc to, like, just docile. I loved the scene where she realizes she kind of figures out the whole man in black situation. Yeah, yeah. That whole, like, scene where he shows up, and then she's like, oh my god, it's it's you, like... And you yeah. don't really, and you don't really understand. It's not made explicitly at first, 
when she's traveling with um what's Bill. his name is it billy is i think that... i forget the man in black's name i want to say it's billy because his name is william i think i, the, I think he goes by billy or something like billy. that but we'll, we're why. just gonna call him but you could just call him uh mcpoyle because that's who he plays and it's always sunny it's this like in red hick family in philadelphia it's who's i recognize him in other things yeah as well. he's been in like law and order i think and like he's kind of like a bit character actor who gets around yeah he gets around he does he does get around he's like the um oh my god Is his name jeffrey wright mm, i can't remember who's jeffrey wright i don't think it's jeffrey wright uh that's burner it's Bernard. he's kind of like the harry dean stanton of television a little bit man in black i'm not correct it's not teddy teddy's his friend yep Oh, Teddy's his, like, handsome dickwad friend. I think he's just listed as William. Okay. I want Jimmy s- Simpson. Yeah, Jimmy Simpson. That's him. Um, oh, my God, dude. Dude, that opening when he's, like... Person of interest. He's I'm, in a lot of TV shows. I love... He's in Psych. That girl. I've seen, yeah, I've seen him in Psych. That girl who um, who's, like, the uh, orientation person... Um, the blonde one with like the long face and the weird eyes. Uh, but where she's she's like, she's, she's like she's it's like, unknown whether or not she's a robot. Yeah, she's <laughs> like I could. She's like I could be, and you're I just can, like yeah. just freaking tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I just like uh, uh, yeah. She's like button up his shirt, and she's like, oh, I could not. And then he she like starts unbuttoning. He's like, no, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm married. Sorry, what a fucking nerd. No, I get it. But she <laughs> used to date Elon Musk. Really? Really. And I think they actually have like an on-again, off-again relationship, if I'm remembering correctly. But ah, that's what I am I think I'm thinking of him. He was in White House Down. Oh, really? Yeah. He was um, the hacker dude that blows himself up. Oh, man. Th- that that never made sense to me. I never he's saw like, White House he's Down. He's like supposed to be this genius kind of guy. Yeah. And like... Is he a good guy I'm or a bad guy? No, he's a bad guy. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the one that places the explosives too. Uh-huh. And then like he's trying to escape. And he, like, enters the wrong code in the keypad and just blows himself up. And it's so, like, what? <laughs> That's actually, okay, but if they played that the right way, that could actually be kind of funny where it's, like, his if he was played as, like, kind of overconfident, that would be funny. If A little he, bit. If he literally just blew himself, like, you'd have to do I it I think right. that is what they were going for. Yeah. And I don't know, I... I don't know. I just it just kind of came off a little weird. Because that would be funny if he had to key the code in earlier in a scene, and like he's doing it in front of a bunch of other guys, and they're like, "This this is the code for the explosives. Don't you want to be a little careful with that?" And he's like, "Bup bup bup bup," like not barely even looking at his. Yeah, fingers. no, it's not even like that. Okay, it's, it's like because if he did if he did that, if there was a setup for that where he did key it in and he he doesn't even look and it enters in, he's like, "I know what I'm doing. Just go away." Like the keypad is Chekhov's gun. Yeah, exactly. Chekhov's gun. Yeah, and then and then for the later scene where he's like got to do it, he's like. <laughs> that'd be really funny put in a, an asterisk somewhere where there wasn't supposed to be oh fuck it's case sensitive <laughs> not again not again no but uh 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 yeah no westworld i binge watched that whole series in two days just like i binge watched i i you skipped only have hbo go what what through the university what are you serious yeah oh my god we might have to be on the university network oh I can check right now. Oh, man. Dude, we should definitely watch... Well, maybe not watch Westworld again. That's kind of an epic. Um, But we should check what we could no, watch. No, we definitely, we definitely have it through the university. We could see boobies. Yeah? <laughs> oh, 
I mean, that's not the only reason. There's <laughs> art on it's these channels, reason. but there's what? also boobies and big University of Wyoming floppy wieners. The University of Wyoming. Blah blah blah. Calvin, what was your what was your favorite part of Paris? What was your least favorite part when we went there? Favorite part was uh, the people, and then the who we met. Yeah, and then the least favorite part was also the people, but who the we didn't Parisians. Meet. Yeah, the Parisians are. I think they're just tired. <laughs> uh, it appears you're not a student living in campus housing. In order to use the service, you must be a currently enrolled student living in campus uh, housing. So we have it. We just have to connect to the network. Fake and gay. I'm angry. I mean, I don't even know what I'd watch on HBO Go, but they I have just... movies. Oh, my God. Like The Post and Maze Runner, Death Gear. The Post. My dinner with Hervé. It's kind of like an accent. Um, Fifty Shades Darker. My dinner with Hervé? Do you mean my dinner with Andre? No, it said Hervé. Hervé? Really? Okay. Blade Runner 2049. Ah, well, I own that online. So. <laughs> Dunkirk. Thank, thank you, Google. Oh, I the look devil, like an... The Devil Wears Prada. Dude, it was weird watching Dunkirk because I have a face like all of those guys in the movie. Like, just a long, like, high cheekbones. Oh, dogs. Like, rosy cheeks. Like black or brown hair. I look like I'm 12, but also 30 at the same time. Dunkirk was awesome. I saw that movie like three times in the theaters. They have Alpha and Omega 2, a holiday adventure. I don't get it. The holiday? Holiday? How? Holiday? James Holiday? The guy who who built the Oasis? They have American Made. My favorite movie of 2017 was actually Ready Player One. Listen, the character development, the shining scene, was just fantastic. Listen, screw you. I enjoyed Ready Player One. I, I... I, I see the problem with me is my emo. Okay, one they missed a great opportunity for a Starship Troopers level satire with that movie if they had just. But that's not the book. It could be though. The book is a masturbatory like Bible written by a nerd who sucks. He's not even a good nerd. He's like a bad one. What? He haven't you, dude? Ernest Klein is actually kind of a bad human being why because he is well one he's really gross two his writing is he's a hack and three he wrote this one poem called nerd porn auteur which is basically about how he wishes that there was porn for guys like him who are nerds because he likes the attractive valedictorians and any other woman who's working in the porn industry like all the silicone implanted people he basically just renders them as like objects and that are beneath him he demotes an entire industry of women not a good industry but he's like and it's weird because he's doing it in this like very like self-righteous voice i just do not like him i am not a fan of ernest klein and no one really is anymore because they read his second book, Armada, and it's basically the same thing as Ready Player One. And then that's when people realize, like, oh, my God, this guy's a hack, and he's got, like, one trick. Wow, tell us how you really feel. I, well, I did not, like, I think Ready Player One is an interesting cultural study from, like, an objective standpoint, which I can't have because, obviously. But I, I so wish if he had just tweaked it a little bit, it could have been a good good maybe even great cultural satire it would have been awesome but instead he 
is a hack and uh uh it just he makes me violently angry and ill and i just do not like ernest klein at all <sighs> you know who i do like nobody uh what wait <laughs> wait i'm actually trying to <laughs> yeah. no, who do i like what's what's an artist right now working that i like today stephen king uh kind of mm-hmm. i mean like you keep you go on and on about stephen king all the time i admire him as a person and a writer but i don't think he's as good as everyone makes him out to be like i remember when the it the new it movie came out people were like one of the major criticisms from a lot of critics they were all like well it's like pretty good but like the problem is every scene ends in a jump scare it's just the same thing beat for beat i'm like that is exactly how the book is written every scene starts with like a slow it's like tense and it builds into a slow also, that's like every horror movie nowadays yeah but like yeah but but i mean the difference is for instance with like the shining it's tense but there are there's like there are little scares throughout that slowly build and there's a main like line of tension that an arc that slowly builds throughout the whole thing encompassing those little arcs and it all culminates at the very end it isn't like that and also fuck stephen king for being like fucking stanley kubrick ruined my masterpiece shining it's like fuck you stephen king the shining could have been like 300 pages shorter just like everything else you wrote before 1999 when you finally got off drugs because you got hit by a car <laughs> i love that it took a man getting hit by like a minivan before he well no he had quit cocaine before then because his wife was like i can't i can't keep cleaning up your vomit stephen king and he was like you're right my wife i should stop <laughs> my wife <laughs> my wife no who who else do i like i really admire i'm not Shyamalan. Uh, I mean, I actually haven't seen really any of his movies, I don't think. Yeah. I, I haven't even seen The Sixth Sense, nah. You haven't seen The Sixth Sense? No, I haven't. No. I mean, you obviously know the twist. Obviously. Obviously, I'm not. It's not 19. The kid is dead. Oh, my God. Haley Joel Osment, his career's dead. Am I right? Whoa. All right. No, who do I like working right now? Nobody. I do like people working no, right you now. Don't. There's, there... Okay, Denny uh, Villeneuve, however you say his name, he's pretty good. That's just because you have a hard-on for Blade Runner 2049. I really do. <laughs> that movie is very aesthetic, as the youth say nowadays. Yeah, because that's all you care about. No, no, okay, listen. Aesthetics are not, it's not superficial. Mood is not superficial. It's about creating an atmosphere. When that's all you care about, I would argue it's a little superficial. No, I don't only care about aesthetics. Aesthetics is a baseline for me to care about something. In order for me to care about something... It, <laughs> so if the aesthetic doesn't appeal to you, then you don't care about it. Exa- that's how human beings work. Would you rather talk to a beautiful person or an ugly person? Right you know, off I, the bat. If you, had, if you had the choice between a horribly ugly person and a beautiful person, they were lined up, you didn't know anything about them. What do you think in your caveman brain you would pick immediately? Not to talk to either of them because I don't like people. Okay, well, let's say... <laughs> let's say Checkmate! <laughs> let's say eradicate that. Damn, you're right. No, you would talk to... It, it, and again, it 
it doesn't have to be a beautiful thing. It just has to match up with your aesthetic preference. You're so superficial. I'm not, everyone is superficial. Mm. We're all superficially minded. We just construct deep things Some based, more so than others. based on our superficialities. I like Blade Runner A because I think when I say the aesthetic, I mean the entire mood and themes of the movie. Yeah, in this instance. That's, but you do a lot of things purely for the aesthetic. I like Well, I like the aesthetic of our room when it's lit by the lamp because it's a calming environment. Yeah, but there are plenty of others, and you are obsessed with this one because it matches what? the aesthetic that you like. What other aesthetics? There are plenty of other ways that we could rearrange this room. Yeah, 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 there are. But I like the way I like it. Because it matches your other aesthetics that you're obsessed with. Yes! How is that wrong? How is that wrong? In the same way that you outline your, you outline your room in the way that you like it because it appeals to your aesthetics. You put things up. You're just what? you care just as no 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 I'm saying the way that you arrange it like all your posters and the prayer flags and stuff like that you arrange it based on your perception of aesthetics which is that's your aesthetic is I'm not well do you want me to go into the personal things of your in my room and be like the archer poster that's on the ceiling so archer staring at you oh as you no sleep. he's not on the ceiling because it's tile and I, it's the uh, yeah, corkboard and yeah. I can't it's got asbestos in it and also the poster won't stick. <laughs> No, but um, it's like the the all my writing shit on the wall near my desk. It's like organize the kind of okay, like I know pseudo what organized is, case. James. Yeah, I'm doing this because I don't want to go into your room because I'm not like I don't by that I mean I'm perfectly fine entering into your room physically. I don't want to enter it <laughs> into it a conversational way because that's not my space to talk about. What I can talk about is my room. It matches my aesthetic. Everyone create. You're missing I'm, my point. I'm, We're just gonna move on. No, everyone's concerned with aesthetics. <laughs> that is not. It is not just me. I, I, I'm using aesthetic very generally as just the general mood to which you live your life. That's how I view aesthetics. That listen, <laughs> you look like a good troll. I want to see a Castlevania. That, gonna change the topic here. that show was good. It fit my aesthetics. You won't escape me. <laughs> no, no, no. That show was actually pretty enjoyable. I'm super though. excited for the third season. Yeah, I'm glad I already got greenlit. Yeah, I I was interested too to see what the initial like critique of the second season would be because it was definitely a slower burn thanks to the fact that there were double the episodes and also the fact that the main characters pretty much spent. 80% of the series in an underground in library. In a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, and I definitely... I mean, I didn't mind it at all, but I I mean, it is pretty funny that, like, the main characters, they, like, the first or second episode, they have a quick fight. Yeah. And then they have, like, then they go to the basement library. Yeah. And the pretty much the rest of the series is about Dracula and his people. Yeah, I find Which the, I didn't mind. The factionalism was kind of interesting. I, uh... I did wish that the War Council had been a little more developed. Fleshed out instead of just basically the one Viking dude. Yeah. The lady that came in to take it over and the war for, and the, the Forge Masters. Yeah. That's pretty good. Everyone else was pretty Cause, much just background. Because I never saw like a... I don't think anyone else talked. No, and they kept like talking about like the War Council's in disarray. It's like I we've seen like one conversation <laughs> with all but of they them. Did, but, they, but they did then talk about how... That one lady whose name I can't remember kind of came in and took over the war council, so she basically became like yeah. controlling everyone. Yeah, and that was an interesting dynamic, I I would say, which um, was their dynamic to get rid of, so they didn't have to like flesh out the war council. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that she was just going to start like basically everyone was going to be dying and stuff. Like I I do also wish that we got a little more of Dracula's like descent into mania. I feel like those were kind of quick snapshots. Yeah, which for the most part it worked because I ended up. I, that 
spoiler alert, I guess, for Castlevania. This is like the first relatively recent thing that we've talked about. I don't know who's going to listen to this, but still. No, but for Castlevania, at the very end, that's, that part got me where he like walks in. He's beaten, he sees the room and he's like, oh yeah, my he, god, I'm killing our he, son. He's, been, he's beaten Alucard back into his old room from when he was like 12. And he just looks around and he's like, oh my god, my son. Like, that's am killing him. That's amazing. And then he kills him. Yeah, that was good. I, I also, I, I liked the choice to kill off Dracula. I was, because I would, I, now that I think about it, like, if we had to go through another season where Dracula was still, like, a main villain, I would kind of be like, ah, I But the like forces, the, the, the creatures of darkness are still there's They're still around, which is which is nice. And I like, I and always... And the Forge Master is still around, so that... Yeah, so they could still do... Well, because one's enslaved to uh, the white to lady. To sexy vampire. To sexy vampire white lady. <laughs> and then the other guy's making, like, he's... He's building his own army out in the desert. He's getting ready to perform jihad. <laughs> Essentially... <laughs> He's he's making Al Qaeda uh, in the desert. No, but yeah, I I really enjoyed. Um, uh, I I just love stories where like there's a there's a strong unified power, usually the antagonizing one, and then it breaks up into a bunch of like smaller factions. I I enjoy following those stories because I think it's really interesting. I did feel um, like the kind of love story with um the speaker chick who i can never remember her name yeah. and um trevor yeah kind of came out of nowhere it was i didn't really... think it was i didn't think it was yeah. forced but i think it was more just it kind of happened because I, yeah. I mean you could kind of see it yeah. even in season one like you could obviously they're like oh they're already starting to kind of like talk talk and stuff and yeah. like there's already a dynamic between them and it definitely spreads a little bit throughout the second season with their dynamic it does definitely increase and like they talk more and like stuff like that so i didn't think it was out of nowhere but i are like i don't think it was forced but Mm -hmm. i definitely think it was just like oh they're starting to have a connection oh no there's just a couple yeah it it was they just kind of skipped the middle part that's actually the weird thing i don't i didn't think i I didn't really mind it felt like whatever i thought it felt weirdly one foot in the door, one foot out. It felt weirdly platonic to me. Even the scene where they're riding down in the carriage, it's like just like wrapped up. On yeah, her. it it still felt like are you guys like friends? Are you like I think, partners? I think or? it's because you were supposed to see that they were becoming more, but they officially weren't yet. Yeah, like I I just wish I actually wish her character had been a lot more developed. I felt like she was one of the she, weaker She kind of links. came out as a little OP because she just, she did, like, summons Dracula's castle. Yeah. Which, and like, then, like, and then it's just like, okay, so she can do that, but it doesn't even, like, exhaust her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she immediately does this massive pillar of ice and yep. then, like, goes straight into a battle with the war council and is, like, yeah. stepping toe-to-toe with all these, like, vampire generals. So it's just, like, you could have at least had her been like, oh, now she's exhausted and she can't fight the battle. Yeah, she, or, like, it would be difficult for her to fight in the battle. Like, she wasn't even fucking panting. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, and it's the same thing with uh, 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 Trevor, kind of. Like, because an example you could use for that is, like, when he fights the Cyclops, right? In the, in the first season, where he fight. But, to be fair, he's tired. He's, like, I think he's clearly he's, tired he's at the end of it. slightly tired. And then also, yeah. it was one thing, and the Cyclops actually wasn't that... O- powerful yeah it was it was like relatively easy to outmaneuver and stuff like that but i i just wish her character for whatever reason feels very stiff to me it feels like they're afraid almost to do anything with her like 
Because you never want to let... Because there's... There, to be fair, there's a lot of, like, ways that you can write a female character wrong, especially in, like, a male-dominated show. Like, you could have her be too cool, and then she's just like, oh, she's, like, the cool girl. And then you could have her be too prim, and, and she's like... And yeah, and, uh, yeah, and she's like, oh, the prude, like, f- uptight feminine one, or, like, the just generally just basic feminine one. That's you gotta like, make... Baka! I don't like you anything. <laughs> or anything. Baka! Or you could just go with the complete... Uh, we go Yandere. Oh, is that the one who's, like, totally head over heels for... Well, it's just, like, I'm going to murder everyone for you. Like, I'm going to murder anyone that gets near you, so oh, it's you're like my a, own. It's, like, a cultish devotion. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, okay. obsessive. Have you ever heard of the game um, Yandere Simulator? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. that's where you... Didn't it get banned from, like, Twitch? It got, it got banned from, like, streaming, and, yeah. it's a, and it's kind of a big controversy about, like... It, it, it was in the midst of all the controversies over what what you should and should not be allowed to stream and which is like, kind of i know that's kind of dumb because aren't there a bunch like are there a bunch of twitch girls who are basically their whole gimmick they're wearing like, low-cut tops which okay like, to be fair to be absolutely fair if i was an attractive woman who had like decent cleavage and i knew like i kind of knew about video gaming and i knew that i could make good money just streaming video games eight hours a day and that like thirsty dudes would just dm me money essentially <laughs> i would absolutely take that option are you fucking kidding me i would uh, hell yeah i'd do that as a side job asshole like absolutely at the same time i think when you have that kind of content like you have to kind of and and then there was all the arguments over you get plenty of other like uber violent video games yeah. and arguably violence is way more worse disturbing than, than, than like, sexual, sexual stuff. stuff to be fair though yandere dev was about murdering other girls that get near your senpai so um <laughs> there was a bit of both That's, in there <laughs> yeah but there's like i mean yeah no, it was like straight up murdering school children was it like super oh it was like kids well you were a kid too you're a high school kid oh no there was a lot of like maybe that was the there was a lot of like there was a lot of things on both sides of that argument yeah um which like i guess to be fair if you spun it into a satire maybe you could do it because like no, it wasn't it was okay it's <laughs> like obviously south park gets away with like really gruesome shit because it's a it's a satire yeah yeah you know no this was stuff, this but. was kind of a joke it was more of but it wasn't a satire it was more of the joke of what the yandere like, like archetype. St- archetype is okay and you just but you but you're playing the that archetype which can be yeah <laughs> that's funny no i i uh well because i know twitch was also very weren't they trying to crack down because there was like some pseudo pornographic material that was like making its way onto the streams and they had to like be real careful so yeah they they, they cracked <clears throat> down on that um you can only i think you can only show it if it's in a video game but it can't be like even then, I don't. I don't remember the rules. How can you but, even monitor all that? You know what I mean. Um, like, well, it's just a lot of times um, people. Get, it just gets reported, or they they it, it just gets reported, or people see it when it's like you can watch past streams. Yeah, and like they catch it then, and they're like, "Oh, you showed this ban," and stuff like that. I'm not even like that into Twitch. If I'm being honest, I think it's a. I like Twitch. I think it's a fascinating like website just from what it. Like, the amount that it's kind of shifted internet culture a little bit. But I, I just, I never really get into it. I know people... You gotta find your right streamer. Yeah. I know, like, Ray would be fun to watch. I don't mind Ray, but honestly, he's not... 
I don't think he. I don't know. He's changed quite a bit. Doesn't his personality. Make, doesn't he make like a shit ton of money though? Dude, he. Probably, I think he has like six thousand subscribers. Which <sighs> at like even if he only has like three thousand subscribers, that's before Twitch takes their cut, and before taxes, that's fifteen thousand dollars a month. So he's probably making like seven thousand. Uh, I think yeah. So even if he's making seven grand a month. That's a st- that's a pretty s- solid income, and that's subscribers alone. Then he has all of his merch, and then he has all of the donations, which he's constantly getting donations. Yeah, and, and like some of them are like a hundred dollar donations. He'll randomly like I've seen him get a thousand dollar donations. Jesus Christ! And that's with no Twitch doesn't take a cut of that. Oh really? No donations oh. are directly to the streamer. And how like how frequent do you think donations are during a streaming period? pretty frequent like like what give me like a per like minute uh estimate at least one every five minutes but they vary some are only like a dollar but then some are like fifty dollars some are ten dollars some you'll get like you'll get like four back to back to back to back yeah or you'll not get one for 10 minutes i mean so so if you're making like close to 60 or 70 dollars an hour even if you're making yeah even well even if you're making 10 bucks an hour which he is most definitely on donations making more than 10 bucks an hour when he streams and he streams typically for six hours at a time i think so 60 and like five days a week oh so that's like 300 at the minimum at that and then all of the money from subscribers merch and that's a low ball like a low low ball for donations i'm kind of glad like i almost wonder if that enterprise will become commonplace and not the I think novel it's, I think it's thing already it dying. Is. I think it's dying. Really? I think it's hit peak and like I think it's still going to be don't get me wrong I think it's going to be around for a while yet. Yeah. Um and I think the big streamers are going to stay, but I think it's honestly going the route of YouTube because I think YouTube is dying. Yeah, YouTube is yeah, I, like, agree, I, I agree. you like before you could become a YouTube star and you could you could make a decent living and you still can. Yeah. It's just a way more saturated market yeah. and it's a lot more difficult now. Well, and there's a lot of issues with YouTube and the platform is degrading, I think, arguably because of age and it's becoming more mainstream. Yeah. And I think that's one of its issues, which is like the ultimate goal. But that's like the whole ultimate goal is your ultimate end. No, the the peak for all of those companies is when they're like still kind of underground. Like they're still just grounded. Well, in no, the they're internet, just breaking mainstream. I think. Y- yeah. I think like 2008, 2012 era YouTube. That's probably because it was like it wasn't it wasn't underground. There was still a ton of people there. Yeah. But it wasn't like uber mainstream. So it was like it was hard to get your following. But if you got your following then, you were set. Well, it was like the fucking Wild West when people found out. When they finally, like, really integrated the monetization system. Like, it was really, like, people flocked there. Like, yeah. people... I mean, I was, like, I wanted to do that. I did it for a bit. Like, it was it was fun. But, like, I mean, obviously not to the extent of, like, other people. But, yeah, I remember the excitement. Like, as a kid, you hear about those people. You would hear about the YouTube stars and how they, like, made it and stuff like that. And that's just, like... It was like, yeah. oh, that's really cool, you know. And now, I think 2012. I think you're right. I think that was the end. I think. Well, I, I think. I mean, obviously, it's still going strong, and there's plenty of YouTubers that have started since 2012 that yeah. have made millions. I mean, Logan and Jake Paul. When did they start? Yeah, but they had an unfair boost because of Vine. But still. Yeah. But still. Yeah. They're it, it, they're still existing on the platform. 
Um, and there are plenty of others that have risen from YouTube alone since 2012. Yeah. But I think we're definitely hitting the crest and we're beginning the fall, I think. Yeah, I would which agree. Mean, which means we're still way up there and yeah. like there's still a lot going on and you could definitely still jump in and make a lot. But I think we're definitely starting to hit the downturn and I think Twitch is approaching that. Well, it's just collapsing under its own weight. Like, yeah. that's the biggest problem. Like you said, it's just the volume of content that's out there. And most of it is just garbage. Like, sometimes when I'm in incognito mode and I'll go on YouTube um, for various reasons, I will, <laughs> like, looking at the homepage and I just see, like, it's, like, Jimmy Fallon and then the fucking, yeah, like, it's becoming Elsa and Spider-Man. Which, or, like, like, which people think is a good thing. No. And it is, in some cases... Because it legitimizes some of these creators, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because it gives them more opportunities and yeah. it gives them the legitimacy that they deserve. So in some ways, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then the the other issue is then mainstream starts trying to take over, which I don't think the internet will fully allow. Yeah. Because, because of just how the internet is. But I think it will start to reshape it, which will kind of start killing it i don't think it'll ever disappear yeah and i don't think like we're not gonna have these massive youtube stars but i think it's not gonna be what it is and what it was anymore and Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be like a thing where it's like oh i'm gonna become a youtube star it's just like it's gonna be when you say like i want to become a youtube star instead of thinking um it can be like oh that's so kind of weird and like kind of niche and like oh that's interesting it's like overdone now it's gonna be like oh i want to become a movie star oh yeah okay yeah yeah he wants to be a movie star that like people say that nowadays that's nothing like you say oh i'm gonna be an actor and people are like oh that's cool yeah but like kind of now people are like i'm gonna become a youtube star and people are like oh like some people think of it because it's not fully mainstream films people are like oh that's such a waste um, but granted, that's what you can do. See that of everything, but there, I think there's still people that are like, "I'm going to become a YouTube star," and people are like, "Oh, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's like different. That's like cool. Like stuff like that." Yeah, I think it's gonna we're gonna it's just gonna become mainstream to like oblivion. I agree. I mean, the way I see it, I see the internet is like our world isn't getting bigger; it's just getting deeper. Not to go it's back. getting more connected. It it is, but well, but by deeper, I mean like. It, again, not to go back to my favorite aesthetic movie, but in like Blade Runner 2049, there are those like shots of when they're going above the city and it's just these huge walls of apartment buildings, like stretching down into like the fog and the mist. That's what the internet is. And that's what it's going to make in that like digital realm is just it, it. That's what all this content is doing is it's just deepening this like pool. It's deepening these like little walled apartments that we're all living in where we all like watch what we because we can watch what we want to watch and we can do what we want to do and the person right next door can do the exact same thing and it's like i think i just think that's fascinating because there's like i think we're going to reach a point in the future where like there are going to be shows and channels that i've never heard about that'll have like millions of watchers and viewers i know but there are so many like and and that's what i predict is that although that's what that's what I think is going to happen. Although I know right now people are starting to get a little nervous because the streaming bubble is starting to reach critical mass. Because yeah. I know Netflix borrowed. We were watching that. We, well, we read that story, didn't we? Like a week ago, or we saw it pop up somewhere where it was like Netflix borrows another two billion dollars to try and compensate for for its debt. Like 
I don't know about that. Net- I, I don't know, but I, I think I have heard that. Yeah, yeah like, it was no because the streaming platforms are getting so diversified, and there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Disney's going to come out with theirs, which means anything Disney I... branded is going to be pulled from all streaming <sighs> services. People don't want to pay. I know for like ten different streaming just, services, which is why piracy is on the rise again. Just because fuck Disney, because well, obviously, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like piracy dropped severely when we only had Netflix and mm-hmm. even just Netflix and Hulu. But now that we have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, uh, even HBO, um, cause they have HBO go. Yeah. And then like, now you're going to be adding, um, the DC one for anything DC. They're going to be adding the Disney one for all of like, so that's going to take all Marvel, Star Wars, any other Disney related properties off. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't going to want to pay. You're back to having to pay for like the issues of satellite having to buy packages for satellite and it was and it and that's why it costs like 70 bucks a month. Yeah. People don't want to pay that. People like Netflix because you could pay 7 bucks a month. But now you need so many that it's uh, piracy is just going to rise again and I think well and it's just going to have to we're going to have to develop people are going to develop like a new platform I it's, think. Well, it's going to weaken if they can. It's going to weaken this is where the free market fucks it like shoots itself in the foot is there are so many that are competing for each other that when a big fish enters the pond, they all get swallowed up. So Disney is going to make that streaming platform, and they're going to fucking wipe out the competition. I absolutely believe that. I don't know, because Netflix is pretty established, and they do have a pretty large repertoire of like originals that people like. Yeah, I and think... And Hulu has got some originals that people like, and Amazon's got originals that people like. So I don't think they're going to... I don't think it's going to be that they decimate this, decimate the like streaming like platform. That's fair. And they're kind of late to the game, so I I could see them coming in and dominating, but I could also I also kind of easily see them coming in and not making that much of a splash. Though, well, they're probably like those fun fun engineers or whatever they're called are probably Imagineers. Imagineers, are... but they design park rides. I don't think they have they would have anything to do with uh... every show is a park ride nowadays. <laughs> No, but they're probably hard at work designing, like, the most crowd-pleasing show that they possibly could. Which, don't get me wrong, I have there are Disney products that I, like, shows and stuff that I love. I think Gravity Falls is amazing. Um, that's really the only one I can think of right now. It's been <laughs> off the air for, like, three years. But, no, like, there's stuff that they make that I enjoy. It's just, it's what they represent, which is an old dragon that we thought was defeated by teddy roosevelt and it's back again i thought we had laws to prevent large monopolies god no. and now it's now it's like i mean they just they went through with the acquisition of all the fox properties, i heard about they? that yeah they? yeah I'm, i think that went through they, it was well i i don't I, I mean that's like a that's gonna be like a year or two long process because it's such a massive deal i think it was confirmed i want to well, say it's confirmed by them the government i think could still step in and be like nah I think, because um, I mean the government just blocked. I thought the like Time Warner someone else merger or something like that. What about net neutrality? What happened with that? Oh, it's dead. Oh, it's dead. Oh yeah, straight up murdered. Well, that's good. What? What? You think it's good? Oh, I thought you meant the. Um... I was about to beat the no, crap out of no, you. no, no, not not okay. Sorry for whatever reason, net neutrality. When I hear that, I immediately think of Ajit Pai, and then I associate those two things. No, no, <laughs> so, no, no, no. He's the yeah. one that killed it. I know. Oh, fuck. Really? The yes. whole thing? Yes. And people point Who knew that internet activism could fail? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> Goddamn. Well, people are like, oh, see? It didn't change. Nothing changed. Yeah. 
yet. Yet. It's not going to change overnight because then we would reinstitute it because then we could be like, see, look, they did it. Yeah. They're not going to, they're going to let us come become complacent and And we're going to pay for it. And we're going to pay for it. I mean, you lose your freedom in inches, not miles. The West. That's my dad's favorite saying. I've never heard that before. You You lose your freedom in inches, not miles. Pretty sure the Native Americans lost a lot of miles. <laughs> but that's fair. <laughs> Still, we're talking metaphorically. No, I, I, to be fair, the wild west of the internet. I mean, Las Vegas used to be a desert. Now there's a casino. Like it has to be settled eventually. You know uh, what James, I mean? I believe we just watched that CGP Grey video. All the casinos are in paradise, not okay. Las Vegas. Well, the, uh, <laughs> the yes, the area of Las Vegas which has casinos. Used to be, I mean, the, all the Western towns that we know, like from folklore, used to be these. That's what I equate the internet to right now. It's like True Grit. It's like that vigil. OG True Grit or the remake? Uh, I guess both. I actually haven't seen the OG True Grit. I know you're a John Wayne fan. I apologize. You, sh- you should be ashamed uh, of yourself. No, but that's how I see it. Is like the like a True Grit, like Vigilante Justice, and like fucking you can buy anything, that's not for anything, justice. and what True he was Grit? a marshal. It's kind. Well, she kills that, people. That's kind of vigilante. He deputizes her. That doesn't count. That's exactly what a it bounty is. hunter can't deputize somebody. Who's the bounty hunter? He is. He's a marshal. Oh, he's not a bounty hunter. He's a marshal. What? Well, he's a U.S. marshal. Oh shit. That's like saying a detective is a bounty hunter. Can well? Can I a, mean, sure, he a, hunts the people. Could a detective deputize somebody? In the Wild West, yes. Okay, so so it's Wild West justice, <laughs> but he's still the law. Which is no, 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 no. You you're saying he's vigilante. He's not vigilante because he is the law. Okay, that's fair. I totally for. I thought well because when she I, calls him Marshall. Yeah. Did you think his name was no, Marshall? no, no? I remember. I'm remembering now that he's like a uh, like he is a marshal, like man of the law. But it's just like how they characterize him. Which it, I mean, that's just a. A credit to... I mean, to be fair, I think a bounty hunter does join them in their, in their thing. Yeah. But, but still... No, no, no. Uh, it's a Texas Ranger who joins them. <laughs> oh, you're right. He yeah. He's a Texas Ranger. So he's kind... So it's two lawmen. It's kind of a vigilante justice thing, though, because he's not in his jurisdiction. That... Like, I mean, is he's it, a Texas Ranger. Who's going to question him? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, are... like it's a lawman. Are you a vigilante... Are you a vigilante if you're a cop outside of your jurisdiction? I don't think so. I think you're just a cop just in a different district. Like, you just, I don't know. I don't think so. Because you could arrest someone according to federal law. But if you try to arrest someone according to your state law in another state, isn't that, is that vigilante justice? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, I'm going to say it's not. <laughs> That's an interesting question. Because you're still an officer of the peace. Like, Yeah. Well... I guess I'll just have to become a cop and then arrest someone for a Wisconsin law in like Illinois. Goes. No, all right. Uh, we've been going for about an hour, ten minutes. I say we uh, end it here. If you still want to watch Goodwill Hunting, yeah, let's watch Goodwill Hunting. My brother's right. wicked smart. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Shall we do this again? Another. We should time? definitely do this again. Right. I agree. So long, nobody that listens to our podcast. Goodbye. Wait. Do we want to call it, I think, therefore I'm depressed? Or do we want to call it The Office? I was going to call it The Lamplight Podcast. No, that's lame. I like The Lamplight Podcast. Because you like your aesthetic I of The Lamplight. I do like my lamp. We we'll, could... we'll get back to you, dear listener. 
No, no plural. There's only going to be one. Well, there could be two. It's going to be like your mom. There could be two, but it'll be us. Oh, it'll be two. Both of our mothers will. Listen. Oh that, no, my mom will say she she did, but she won't. <laughs> she'll listen to like a minute. And she'll be like, "Oh, that's nice." I fucking hate that kid. Oh, oh that's no. nice. Oh, that's nice. No, she's a good mom. All right, I love uh, you, mom. Bye, bye, James's mom. My brother's wicked smart.